Welcome to SportsCars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. The menu is full, the menu is top-heavy. How you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Kovic, along with ESPN legal expert Lester Munson. Welcome once again to uh, Sports Court, brought to you by our great friend John Coyne and the wonderful people at American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. Uh, Lester, I should probably open up with uh, the National Football League and the players and the collective bargaining agreement, but uh, Son of a Gun, released uh, 26 years ago, and you had a great piece about this on uh, ESPN's website. Talk about what's going on with the legendary <laughs> Super Bowl Shuffle. The Super Bowl Shuffle, the greatest music video ever made by football players at any time in the history of the world. It sold a million copies, and even now, all these years later, it is the subject of four lawsuits that I could find and I think I may have missed one or two from what the various lawyers tell me. Uh, the rights to the Super Bowl shuffle are owned by a woman named Julia Meyer. She is the widow of the man who produced the video, who came up with the idea with Willie Galt, who got all the players together, taught them how to sing and dance, and produced the video. She now, every time it is mentioned anywhere, it was once mentioned in an eight-second Segment on MTV, she sued the owners of MTV for using her video without her permission. So these lawsuits are piling up all over the place. Remember this, Chet, it was supposed to be for charity. That's how they persuaded Walter, Peyton, and the other Bears to do it, McMahon. Well, Walter had the great line. The Bears aren't doing this because they're greedy. The Bears are doing this to feed the needy. That was his line in the video, and... (laughs) I, I did some work on this. It turns out they paid to charity the grand sum of $120,000. That was it. Keep in mind, they sold a million of them, and they were selling for like $12 a piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, w- where did it all go? I think uh, Mrs. Meyer probably has a very nice net worth, but it's not enough. She likes suing people. Hey, my friend, uh, over to the National Football League. How does Demora Smith, head of the NFLPA, accept an offer from the owners, which would give the players 48% of all revenues, albeit with a $1 billion uh, credit off the top, given the fact that uh, the Upshaw deal right now gives the players better than 60%. How can DeMora Smith sign a deal like that and maintain uh, not only credibility, but his job? He has to explain it to the players in a very detailed way, Chet, and he's got two things that he can use as he tries to explain this. Number one, they are putting together a series of agreements on future television revenue in which the players' share of television revenue, which is the biggest growth item, Mm -hmm. it grows faster than anything else, faster than parking, concessions, tickets, uh, they will be getting an increasing share of television money as the television money goes up and all of the contracts expire in 2012. So that's going to happen fast. Number two, DeMora Smith is working hard on the minimum total salary that will be in this agreement. Not only is there a hard salary cap, you cannot spend more than, let's say, $80 million. But in the National Football League, there's a minimum. This was one of Mm -hmm. Gene Upshaw's greatest ideas. And DeMora Smith 
is pushing that minimum up so that a team like Cincinnati or San Diego, teams that historically have pushed the players down in salary, they will have to spend 90%, let's say, of their television money. So the players will profit from the salary minimum, and they will profit from the television growth, and that will be the rationale that Smith will have to use to try to explain this, assuming it all falls together. All right. uh, How challenging is it for uh, Roger Goodell, National Football League commissioner, to, uh, number one, get a deal done with uh, DeMora Smith, but number two, get a deal done with his owners, given the fact that uh, you and I both know the owners don't trust each other. They sure don't. Uh, They do not trust each other. They do not get along well. Uh, Roger Goodell has to be the ultimate in diplomats uh, to be able to keep these guys together. That is why they have to have their meetings in person. They could not possibly do a conference call or do the other things that normal people do uh, to explore issues. Uh, The small market people have grievances. The big market people have grievances. I don't think any of the owners trust Bob Kraft, Jerry Jones, and Jerry Richardson. They are the supposed leaders well, time of the out. group. Would you buy a used car from Jerry Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would buy a used Cowboys jersey from Jerry Jones. Uh, imagine doing business with him. I mean, uh, this impossible character. But, but given the debt service Jones has on that ballpark, and given what he needs to... Uh, have the Cowboys function on a day-by-day basis. Might Jones actually be a dove in these negotiations? Might he be the kind of guy who presses for a deal to get done? He does have enormous debt service. We don't know if he can get any relief from that. He has been telling people that he doesn't have to worry about it. There's no reason to believe him when he says that. There's no reason to believe him when he says anything. Um, But yes, he could easily be a dove because of all the interest he must pay on the loans for the overbuilt stadium uh, that the Cowboys have. On the other hand, you have a team like Cincinnati where the Brown family has everything pretty well paid for. They could hold out in a a bizarre way because they're not facing huge Mm -hmm. debt service. So the, the situation of a big market team, Dallas, and a small market team, Cincinnati, is not exactly what you would expect unless you dig into it a little bit. My friend, uh, very shortly you will pack the bags to uh, cover uh, uh, the law versus a rather uh, megamaniacal man by the name of Roger Clemens. Where is this legal issue as we speak? Uh, Clemens is working hard to prepare for the trial. Uh, it appears that he is preparing to testify uh, in his own defense at the trial. If you're the defense... Do you want Clemens to testify? If I'm the defense, I don't even want a trial, much less uh, Clemens testifying. I want him to enter a plea of guilty to some lesser charge and get this over with. He is in real trouble here. That indictment is an overwhelming array of false statements. There are 14 just in the first count of the multi-count indictment, and I really don't see how he explains any of them. He's got a great lawyer, Rusty Harden. I don't think he listens to him. I know that Rusty Harden will do a great job cross-examining the trainer, Brian McNamee. They've been preparing for it for a year and a half, but that may not be enough. Everyone who has listened to Clemens and McNamee comes out believing McNamee. Both the Republicans and the Democrats on the House committee agreed McNamee was truthful, 
and Clemens was not. It's the only thing they've agreed on in the House of Representatives in 10 years. So he's in trouble. Remember, Bonds did not have the trainer testifying against mm-hmm. him. Clemens does. That's the big difference. All right. Uh, play handicapper. Uh, even money, 5-1, to 7-2, to 10-1, to one, whatever the case may be. What are the odds that uh, Clemens does a minimum of 18 months in the joint? I think the 18 months might be high. The, there's, I don't have any doubt that he's going to be convicted. The judge, Reggie Walton, is his name. He's very much a prosecution guy. He believes in law and order. He believes that if you're convicted, you should pay the price. I would guess he does probably a year in some minimum security federal penitentiary. It'll be the worst year of his life, but I can see that easily happening. My friend, uh, you walked in today with uh, a brand new uh, degree of respect for a man who I personally like a great deal, and that's uh, Alan Bud Selig, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Uh, Tell the House why. What Selig is doing to Frank McCourt, uh, to me, is a courageous and uh, very fine uh, confrontation. McCourt went out and borrowed money from Fox News. The the He was already over-borrowed. Selig knows this, and rather than try to work it out with him, rather than try to trade calls, he just said, okay, I'm not going to approve this. It, it's a declaration of war against the guy who is destroying the Los Angeles Dodger franchise, one of the top fr- five franchises in all of sports. So Selig, to me, is showing leadership decisiveness and courage in provoking the confrontation with McCourt. Will McCourt sue baseball? Yes. He sues everybody. That's how he made his money, filing lawsuits to get a parking lot that he built in Boston. So we'll end up in court. But meanwhile, Selig has the power. He's got all the authority he needs under the rules of Major League Baseball, and he's doing the right thing. All right, uh, Lester, let's get uh, serious. Let's get down to uh, the real bread and butter. Uh, Should Jerry Reinsdorf and the White Sox Sue Adam Dunn for lack of production. <laughs> <laughs> I, apparently, there was not a weight clause in his contract. He looks terrible. Um, he's not doing anything that he is being paid to do. Uh, is he the greatest free agent bust in the history of free agency? He's certainly in the team photo, and unless something happens uh, in the next few weeks, this is one of the worst signings of all time. His name is Lester Munson. Primetime legal expert ESPN, I'm Chet Kopik. You've been listening to Sports Court. Our producer, of course, is uh, Dan Levy. Sports Court brought your way by our great friends at American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. Whether it's Winnetka, Arlington Heights, whatever the case may be, for you folks in the suburbs, you can always rely on the comfort, the reliability, and the fair prices of American Taxi. We'll catch you next time around. So long, everybody.